0: How are we doing this morning I brought my my cheering squad with me just in case so I wasn't sure but give me a second here by the way when that horn went off my my youngest said that was cool (laughs) so I was like all right so it was definitely a hit but i do this i, I give myself notes and normally i have more notes today than i normally have and i give myself notes and i say okay i'm going to use my notes and you guys will probably notice as i go through this i might look at them a couple times but i'm gonna i like to leave room for the holy spirit you guys agree on it um i really prayed about what what it was as, as i should about what i preach on this morning and i thought first of all before i did i'll tell you a little bit about myself um, my pretty wife Was not able to be here today my wife is a nurse and she just happened to have to work this Sunday she hates working on Sundays Uh, she'd rather be here with us and uh, unfortunately she can't but she is changing jobs and she'll have her Sundays back so that'll be great so I I love her Um, our marriage we just had our anniversary uh, on this seventh and she has put up with me for 21 years I think she gets a crown in heaven for that right so um you guys might notice hopefully i won't get too loud on this thing because i don't normally use a microphone i'm pretty good and uh i can project um i am a military veteran i was in the military i was i'm a navy guy so which is kind of weird out here in indiana because i don't know if you guys noticed we're landlocked (laughs) you know so i see a lot of army marines air force not a lot of navy but so someone's got to represent so i'm here for that on it and uh but yeah my four children are here they're here with us this morning so I'm thankful and two of my friends came as well to, as support and uh and so I'm thankful for that I'm thankful that you guys will allow me to uh to come and worship with you first of all and uh I just it's neat what you guys think of that that last song do you guys listen to the words to that brokenness is what I long for brokenness is what i need those are hard words those are really hard words you know when i think of brokenness i think of i think of some of the hardest times in my life it's amazing what comes in the songs i i never get with the people leaving uh the music and everything i never get with them and have them pick out you know say hey you know this would be a great song to go with the service i don't like doing that because i like to see where the holy spirit leads on that and and so we're going to come back around to talk about brokenness a little bit and and i might have him bring that slide back up when we go to do it uh we're going to talk about i'm going to go ahead and give you a heads up i'm going to tell you if you go in your bible and you go into jeremiah chapter 17 that's where we're going to end up at um but i'm going to talk about trusting in god um how many of you would say that you trust in god we're going to find out won't we we're going to talk about that because uh, a lot of times how many of you guys would say that you have a trust issue hey i'm gonna raise my hand i have a trust issues i'm just telling you and and we're going to talk a little bit about that Um, why do you trust god is that a fair question and don't worry you don't have to come back i'm not looking for an answer for you just a thought you know why do you trust god it's a we say we trust him but we're going to talk about it because you know what really when i look at scripture and i look at at the life of christians and people walking in 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 god's word i i I gotta be honest with you i see a lack of trust in a lot of things i really truly do and i see that lack and so but so i can say do you trust in god a lot of people say yeah i trust in god okay so let me change the question a little bit do you trust god completely that's a different word now isn't it so because i can say yeah i trust god but do i trust god with every part of me and i gotta be honest with you i'm working on it i'm working on it. you're like jeff you're up here preaching you're saying that that you haven't turned over all your life to god i try i constantly you know do you know i, I find myself a lot like paul paul said you know the things i know i'm supposed to do i don't do them the things I know I'm not supposed to do, I do those. You know, I know I'm not supposed to, but I do them. And you know, so it's, a, it's an ongoing walk with my trust, and I find the older I get and the more I trust in Him, the better the walk becomes. And so we're going to look at that a little bit in here. Uh, to trust in God means to be dependent on Him and Him alone. So dependent on God and nothing else. Well, what about my job to be dependent on God and nothing else it means not trusting in my job is my only source of income I had a pastor friend who used to say no worky no turkey there's a lot of truth in that isn't it you know My job, um, I would be what you would call a bivocational pastor or preacher, right? I have a, I have a full-time job, and then this is, what, this is where my heart's at. But, but, you know, God gave me the job I have. Believe it or not, do you know my boss is a born-again believer? He calls me when something's going on with his family and says, Hey, Jeff, can we pray? And I get to pray for him satan didn't give me that job god did he's the one that provides for us he's the one that that gave me that job so why do i fret on whether or not my income's at whatever because is it not god that gave it to me you guys will notice i'm probably going to make you dizzy because i am not one of those people that stand behind the pulpit anyways yours is clear you can see me anyways so i'm the one that walks around a little bit so i'm just going to let you know that on it um, don't be afraid if I come down amongst you, right? All right, so, uh, uh, but we're going to look at something. I want you to go into it. I want you, I'm going to read something. And, and, and first of all, one thing I want to talk about, the faith that we're talking about, it's not necessarily a blind faith, is it? Do you have a blind faith in, in Christ? I got to be honest with you, it's not blind. It's seasoned it's held tight it's known because you know what happened is I trusted Christ as my Savior when I was seven years old I grew up in a, in a, in a, in a Baptist church and uh, I remember when I, I trusted Christ I'll give you a little of my testimony I was sitting at church I was seven years old and, and my mom it was a Sunday night my mom I look up and she's in the baptistry I'm like dad yeah, why mom why is mom in the baptistry well she trusted christ and she's getting baptized that was the thing for me that started me on this walk with jesus even though i was brought to church i had a another friend that says he was he, he was raised on drugs he was drugged to church sunday morning sunday night and wednesday you know he was always drugged around there but uh she did that because of her faithful service that started my conversation which led to me trusting christ as my savior and since i was seven i've seen things that christ has done in my life and where he's intervened in my life and he's and he's been there for me and everything and so when i walk i you know i know the bible says walk by faith and but my faith as i'm walking is because i see what god has done in my life this is all introduction by the way we haven't got to the preaching yet it's coming, I promise you. It's coming. So, so this, this faith that we're talking and this trust, it's an ongoing thing. Um, I'm going to pick on my number two boy, Jarrett. He's here. Um, he had something where he wanted to do after school, and, and we said he can do it, and we said, you know, hey, watch out for blah, blah, blah. And he goes, thank you for trusting me. and I know you're giving me a little bit more leeway. Do you know that's earned? If he was out doing whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted to, and he wasn't listening to us, how much trust do you think he would get? Not much, right? And so that trust I'm talking about, trust is more than a blind faith or a belief. It's hope, it's conviction, it's confidence, it's expectation, it's reliance on God for everything that's what I want that's what I want in it so I want you to go ahead and I already gave you a, a heads up here a little bit in Jeremiah chapter uh, 17 and I think it's, it's sad in some of our churches that we've discontinued the Old Testament in the, in the services we only preach out of the New Testament because we're a New Testament church it's kind of like getting rid of history if you get rid of history what do you do? You repeat it that 's right, and so I love the, uh, the Jeremiah first of all, Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet. Uh, Jeremiah had a really kind of a kind of a tough road to hoe so to speak, right you know he 's the last prophet um, old Testament prophet that was that, that led into the going into Babylon, okay Israel being taken over as God, as God said that you would be this would happen it wasn 't like this but he was the weeping prophet because his heart broke for Israel, because he knew what God was going to do for him. And so in Jeremiah chapter 17, we're going to read in verses, uh we're going to read verses seven and eight is where we're going into. And I'll actually hit a couple other verses in there first, but but I want to start out with there. It says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose trust is the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends his roots by the stream and will not fear when heat comes. But its leaves will be green and he will not be anxious in the year of the drought nor cease to yield fruit. Who wants that in their lives? That's what we should be. We should be planted by that. You know, when I read this, the first scripture that comes to my mind is I think of the parable of the sower. And it talks about seed being cast and the heat coming and, and 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 just you know destroying the plant because it didn't have root, right? And but we're supposed to have root in our Christian life. We need to put our love into God completely, put it completely into Christ for everything that we do. ready for this when I trust in Jesus I'm blessed you guys get that when I trust in Jesus I am blessed how do I know that it just told me he says listen he says blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord do you want to be blessed who wants a blessing today trust in the Lord But, Brother Jeff, that's too hard. Is it? Trust. Trust in the Lord. Here's the next one. Ready? Jesus, I want to trust in you completely. Jesus, I want to trust in you completely for all that I am, all that I know. All that I do, I want you to lead every part of my life. I want you to be over my family. I want you to be over my work. I want you to be over my sleep. I want you to be over every part of my life. When I'm driving in the car and someone cuts me off, and the first thing that comes to my mind, it might not be heavenly. You know, maybe I want to give them the firm fist of fellowship. I want you to be over that. I want you to be over every part of my life. I want your thoughts to be my thoughts. Did you hear that? I want your thoughts to be my thoughts, not the other way around because we want Christ's thoughts to be my thoughts, right? That's not how this works. If I want his blessings, I have to do what he does. I told you you guys are going to be able to hear me this morning, didn't I? So. I love reading in different, in different uh, areas of the Bible. I'm going to give you a couple different versions of the Bible on a couple things. In, in, in Mark chapter 8, you guys don't have to turn there, but in Mark chapter 8, we see a miracle happen with Jesus. And there is a man, he brings his child. To Jesus, and this kid's possessed. Talks about he throws himself in the flames. He throws himself in the water, trying to destroy. And, and says that all, and even to a point where he says, well, listen, I brought him to you, to, to, to your disciples, and they tried and they couldn't cast him out. And Jesus asks, he says, how long has this been going on? He says, since he was a young child. And it goes on. And, and, and there's this part in it, and I want you to hear this. Jesus says to him, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? It's a simple question, is it not? Do you believe? But what I find fascinating is the response of the father. And I'll read it to you. This is verse 24. It says, immediately the boy's father cried out. Hence my crying out. You get that? He cried out. He says, I do believe Help my unbelief. And you know what? As a Christian, when I'm walking around, that's what I think of that I need to do. I need to think more of And it's like, God, I do trust you, but help my unbelief. It's kind of like walking by light. When you walk by the light and you walk by the word, what happens is, is this. I'm going to start on this end of the stage, and I hope to end on the other side of the stage, and we'll see what happens here. But when we start on here, and we started, when I trusted Christ, my faith was, was small. I had enough faith to trust Jesus. By the way, that's just enough. And then as I walked in my Christian life, he gave me a little bit more light. You know what happened when I start using that light? He gave me a little bit more light. And the more I walked in that light, the more my faith grew, the more he opened up to me to be able to do, which means the more of the influence I had on other people around me. One of the things that was brought up, my wife and I are actually church planners of the North American Mission Board. Uh, we went through all that and they had this they, we, one of the things you have to do is you got to go through some different meetings and, and they have, they, what they do is they sit you down with a group of pastors and then they, they have a gall to ask you questions like have you ever led someone to Christ like yeah when's the last one Whew. luckily I had a good answer who are you mentoring are you discipling anybody currently what are you going to do when you're done discipling them hard questions are they not problem is evidently I had the right questions because they liked me and my wife right but the problem is if I if I was to take that to our Christian lives because by the way whose job is it to lead people to Christ Oh, you mean it's not mine? As a preacher? How many churches believe that? See what I'm getting at? And you know, it's all of our job. That's the Great Commission, right? Go into the world. That's y'all. Because we all have influence circles and we have everything we're able to do. And we're talking about, I want you guys to be blessed. That's what I'm talking about, right? That's what I'm talking about. In the Amplified... In Psalm 34, uh, verse 8, it says, Oh, taste and see what the Lord our God is good, blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied is the man who trusts and take refuge in him. Now, I'll let you know, I do not read the Amplified Bible as my regular Bible. That would totally be a long you know, because it really blows open. I really like sometimes how it takes certain words and opens them up for you and kind of opens up your understanding on on what they're trying to say in there. And so, you know, I love that. I love it. It, It says, oh, taste and see that the Lord, our God, is good, blessed. Remember that blessing we talked about just a second ago? Happy, fortunate to be envied. Is a man who trusts and takes refuge in Him. Do you have you ever had someone come over to you and say, "What is it that's different about you?" Because by the way, there should be something different about you. If I'm out in my work and I act like everybody else that I work with that are not Christians, and I look just like them, what do they need me for? What kind of testimony do I have? And so it takes so much more than that and as we walk with Jesus and we're talking we could get that and we I've had someone come up to me and say, "Listen, man, I'm envious of your family." I love your family. Hey, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. Because let me tell you, if I was on the path that I was before I met my my wife, and even when I I am the prodigal son, I told that in Sunday school, I'm not joking, I am the prodigal son, I'm not proud of it, but I am proud of my, my Jesus that came running to me and said, come home, put a ring on his finger, get him a robe, get him shoes, that's my father, and he did that. And I look, at my, I look at my wife and my marriage as we were very young, and my oldest son, Justin, over here, he was two years old when we went back to church and we got back involved, and, and, and by the way, you guys will meet my wife maybe one day, and she is not a little bit in anything. So we went from not going to church to going three times a week overnight, talking about a shock to your system. By the way, I needed that. And, and I look back, and I look and see what my, my life was going, the direction we were going, and Jesus took me and put me way over here on a different path. And because of that, I have the family that I have. I have the marriage that I have. I didn't tell you I was married for 21 years because it's been a hard road. Have we had hard times? We have. But we've had Jesus. And I'm blessed. I'm blessed because of that. You know, the Lord redeems the lives of all His servants. I've been redeemed out of it. We talk about problems. I want to read something to you. It says, uh, when we trust God, we will experience uh, continuous victories in our lives. Is that a hard pill to swallow for anybody in here? Can you think of some spots in your life that, that didn't seem so victorious? Maybe some troubled times that you've gone through that as you were following the Lord and you're like, God, I'm doing everything you're telling me to do, but why did this have to come? Why am I in the middle of this storm? Why? Why are you doing this to me? It don't feel like a victory, does it? I've had some great storms in my life. Maybe one day I'll share them with you. Not today. And and you know what we did in those storms. This is my actual conversation with with uh, with God. I said, Lord, I do not know why this is happening. I don't. But I'm going to be faithful, and I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to continue to walk until you change my path, and I'm going to be faithful. And it was still hard. And you know what I found when I got to the other end of that storm? There was purpose in it. Do you guys know what refining is? The Bible talks about things being, you talk about seven. It talks about something like silver being refined. And every time you refine it, it's a little bit more pure. So like if you refine silver, what it does is it brings the impurities up to the top. They call that dross. And they would take that dross off the top and they would go and do it again and they'd do it again. Eventually we get 99.9% pure silver. Do you know God does that with our lives too? He allows things to go into our lives. Have you ever heard the term that, hey, wait until something happens when they squeeze and we'll see what comes out? Is that true though? Or maybe you heard a little bit different. What are you going to do when the rubber hits the road? Is that a little bit better? How many of you guys know someone that does not have a relationship with God? They have not trusted Christ. What do you think they do when you're going through hardships you 're on a magnifying glass they're looking at everything that goes on to you why? because there's something different about you first of all and they want to make sure you 're not like anybody else. I have a, a friend uh, that, that that at FBC that I go with and his, his name is Bobby Oaks Bobby Oaks is about probably 81 never touched alcohol a day in his life was in the army and he told me a story one time and he said that he said he was in there and he was with these guys and he would go with them and everything and, you know the camaraderie thing and he would drink a soda and that's what he drank. And I guess one time he got up to the bathroom, and they were merciful. They just, they really picked on him a lot and everything. But, you know, that's, his faith wasn't in them. It was in Christ. And he said he came back from the bathroom one time, and he went to go sit down, and he went to go get his drink, and someone slapped that glass out of his hand. And he said, you know what? He goes, I've got to be honest with you. I had about all I could take at that point. I got up, and I'm ready to fight at this point. And the guy says, don't drink that. Someone put something in that. They put alcohol in it. And you know what? The guy said next, he says, you know what? If I ever seen you quit walking the way you're walking, he goes, it would hurt my walk. He goes, because I get strength in watching you serve Jesus. That's powerful. That's a powerful testimony onto it. And that's how we need to be, is when we're looking at it. But Jeff, you talk about all this stuff. And we're talking about these blessings, and and but you know I worry. I worry a lot, and 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 maybe I worry about you know my health, or I worry about my job, or how I'm going to take care of my family. I worry about what they're going to say if I if I start being an outward Christian. And I start doing these things, but I worry. Jesus said in Matthew 6:31 and 32, it says, "Do not worry, then." Saying, "What will we eat?" Or or what we will drink, or what we'll wear for clothing. For the Gentiles early the Gentiles eagerly seek all those things, for your heavenly father knows that you need all of these things. You know, listen, my heavenly father already knows my needs before I ever get there. And he knows. so jeff you're saying that you don't worry anymore (laughs) sometimes but you know i worry i worry less and less as it comes on to it i was worried about this morning are they gonna like me i figured i'd be so many different ways you'll like something right and uh i you know but we do that that's human nature but what i did is is i I just got down on my knees and i just prayed i was like lord Let them not see me up here. Let them see you. Let it not be my words that you guys hear, but let you hear the words of my father. Because, guys, I want you to know I mess up. I am flawed. One day I won't be, though. But right now when I'm on this side of heaven, I am. And I have some problems. I, my life is not perfect. But I do serve someone that is perfect. I do. I do. It was funny, we were in Sunday school class. And if you're not involved in the Sunday school class, I would encourage you to get involved in the Sunday school class. One of the things that I hear a lot in churches is, is I don't go to that church anymore because I'm just not being. You guys know what the next word is, right? Fed. Do you know it's not the preacher's job to feed you? Ow, that hurt. It's our job. Do you know a preacher when he sets up a message that he has to have it for someone that maybe hasn't trusted Christ as their Savior? To someone that just trusted that Christ as their Savior? To someone that's been in the faith for many years? Man, that's a tall order. But man, we constantly have to be feeding ourselves. I've met Christians that have been in the faith for years and years and years, and that what we consider they still drink milk. They can't handle anything of really heavy truth that was be put on their plate. We call those stakes in the religion, right? As we take that stake and we start cutting it off. Listen, I've got some stuff on my plate right now that I'm playing with right now. Let's just tell you, I've been gnawing on it for a while. On it. Eventually, maybe you guys will hear it. It Has to do with the Holy Spirit. By the way, the Holy Spirit's not an it, it's a hymn. How's the Holy Spirit working in your life? He's there. By the way, it's not your life, it's his. You are bought with the price. So in the Old Testament, there's some cool things that happen in the Old Testament. The Old Testament, God will tell you and says, Listen, if you want to be blessed, do these things. I just read that. He says, but listen, it doesn't end there. If you don't do these things, guess what? You can be cursed. You don't have a problem. It's cause and effect, right? Does that make any difference in how we were raised? Don't touch that. It's hot. Ah! Told you. Warning? Don't touch it. Result? Touched it. Bad things happened, right? I got burned. And that's how it is. So when we go back in that same passage, so you should still be in your Bibles at at Jeremiah chapter 18, we're going to go into that a little bit, a little bit more. It says, Jesus says, curses the man who trusts in mankind and makes his flesh his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord. So I'm going to ask you, who's your trust in? Is it in God or is it in the things of man? Is it God one that that you're trusting in to provide for your family to provide for you in whatever stage of life that you're in or is it the job the boss and every I met some people in recently that I got to talk to listen the reason why I go to my work is because I have a mortgage I'd hang out here all the time if I could I'm, I'm being honest I absolutely would. I work because I have to. That's not where my trust's at, though. My trust is not in my job. Do you know what? If that job goes away, guess what? My God will give me another one, and I'll go to that one. And maybe he'll give me one that doesn't have a boss that's that's a born-again Christian, he'll give me one that's lost. And guess what I got to do? Tell him about Jesus. That's all right. Well, you can't do that. You'll get fired. Yeah. But the word never comes back void. It's still there. And you know what? If he fired me, guess what? Then he can't really stop me at all, can he? I just keep telling him. You have to change his phone number. Um, We have to lead by example. My kids get irritated at my wife and me. Are we a little too lovey? Yeah. (laughs) But you know, that's on purpose. Because I want my kids to see what a marriage looks like. I don't want my daughter to set, to settle one day for a man, and there better not be one for a long time, honey. I don't want to see her settle for someone that, one, doesn't serve Jesus. I don't want that. I want her to look for someone that says, I need someone more like my father. Same thing for my boys. I don't want them to settle for anything less than what their mom. I want them to be able to see parents that love each other. And they know I mess up. I'm not perfect, but I want to see that. We have to lead by example in our lives. Some people here still have young kids. Some of them, they're grown. Do you know there's a time that's coming? My oldest, Justin, is 18 years old. He's getting ready to go in the military. And when he goes out of my door, guess how much influence I have on him? A lot less. I'm sorry, I still know more about the Navy than he does, so there. And, uh, but I have a lot less, and so I'm hoping the things that I've instilled in him as he's been growing up will carry on. I'm hoping that he can maybe model a little things, hopefully the good things and not the bad things in my life, into his life, and then he builds on them. That's what I did with my dad. Blessings come when you trust in the Lord. Come on, blessings, take over me. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for God. You know what? I'm ready for God to bless every part of my life. And you know what's even better than that? I, not only am I ready for him to bless my life, I'm ready for me to be able to bless yours. I want so many blessings coming in from my Lord that I'm so overflowing that everybody besides me are drowning in blessings. Blessings. That's kind of a little deep, isn't there? I hope so. Because I want to be blessed by the Lord. I want my roots to go down so deep and into that water that it doesn't matter what storm comes. It doesn't matter if we've seen hurricanes in there. I don't want to be moved. I want to be so stand firm in my faith that it doesn't matter what Satan throws at me can try to sift me. Didn't God say, didn't Jesus say that about Peter? That hey I prayed for you because Satan desires to sift you. I want my life to be so stand firm into Jesus that if he tries to sift me there's nothing he can do. But what happens if he kills you? There is nothing he can do. Don't worry about the one that can kill your body. Worry about the one that can kill your soul. Listen, I'm already not my own. Do you realize for the person that's trusted Christ as their Savior, this is as close as to hell you'll ever get? This is it. Because when I die, I'm going to heaven. Why? Because Jesus said so. Jesus said so. Listen, when we guide our affairs with integrity and we allow that to take over our lives and we start following the word, do you guys take the Bible literally or is it figuratively? Is it a book of stories or is it a book of history? Because it matters. I've talked to people, I've witnessed to people say, you mean you actually really believe that? I believe every single word of the Bible. I don't understand every single word of the Bible. So you might ask me, well, Jeff, what do you think about this? (laughs) Let me look. I don't know. I don't understand it all. By the way, do you realize Daniel, all the stuff that he wrote, he didn't understand it? He even asked, he said, God, will you tell me about this? And God said, it's not for you to understand. He goes, okay, I'll just keep writing. Right? You don't believe me? Read it and I love when we look at even with like our history now and archaeology and they start looking up these different things and it's stuff that keeps on saying the Bible's true the Bible's true science will keep on telling you oh you can't believe all that listen it's true every single word of it by the way if it wasn't true how many people you think would tear it apart at this time? It'd be destroyed by now. But they can't because it's God's work. Do you put your, your faith into money? I know an individual that they look at the stock market multiple times a day because their retirement is affected by it. And, and if the stock market's good, my spirits are good. stock market goes down. Man, I'm drawn down. I'm cast down. Where's your faith? Is it in God or the stock market? Where is it? We have people, we have brothers and sisters in, in Florida, parts of Georgia, Louisiana, Texas, that just lost everything. We were talking about, I was talking with some people this morning about some of that. Lost everything. Where does your faith lie? By the way, that's a rubber meets the road part, isn't it? I was allowed to, to be the camp pastor. At, uh, I used to race motorcycles up until a couple years ago, believe it or not. And I just sold my dirt bike. I guess it's time to stop. That's right. I bought a Jeep instead. So we'll go off-road that next. But, uh, but I, I used to race motorcycles. Well, they asked me to come in and be their camp chaplain for this. And it's a really unique situation because the majority of the kids there have not heard the gospel. Where do you think they are today? At the racetrack. And there's a little chapel service there, but usually right after the riders' meeting, they don't usually listen to that. And so I have them for five days. And, and you will know that, that the gospel is preached. And, um, and I learned something at that camp. How they have it set up for the first three days, you lead up to an invitation to Christ, On the fourth day, it's a big, Whoa! you know, everybody comes forward. I can't do that. I can't. My thought was, what happens if someone got hurt on the motorcycle track and died? And I held back the gospel. So I just went to the cross every day. And, you know, we had 23 kids trust Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Blessings come when you trust the Lord. In Psalm 112, verse 1, it says, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be great and mighty in the earth. His, the generations of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be his house, and the righteous will, righteousness will endure forever. Unto the upright uh, that arises light into the darkness... He is gracious and full of compassion and righteousness. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in the everlasting remembrance and he will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast and trust in the Lord. That's, That's what I want. I want that. When we trust in God, we cannot be moved by the situation and the circumstances. I kind of talked about that. Um, it goes into that. I want one more thing I want to read to you too. Uh, in Mark, uh, actually, would you do this? Go ahead and turn to your Bibles to, uh, to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. I'm not going to read the whole passage but I want you to, you guys will know the story as soon as I start saying it. Talks about a young rich man, young ruler. And he comes running up and he goes to Jesus' feet and he says, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Oh man, this, is, this guy's got it going on too. He says, It says, so Jesus, I guess I am going to read it to you. <laughs> so Jesus uh, said to him, why do you call me good? But no one, but, but no one is good but one, and that is God. Do you know the commandments? Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal. Do not bear false witness, do not defraud, do not uh, honor your father and mother. And he answered, and said unto him, teacher, all these things I have kept since my youth. And then Jesus looking at him and said to him, One thing you lack. What is he going to do? Go in, sell all that you have, and come and follow me. And what happens? Bows his head. And he walks away because great was his riches. Where was his faith? He's under the law, right? You know, he's following the Ten Commandments. He was honoring his parents. He's doing all this stuff. But where was his heart? Was it in God? Or was it in his stuff? Do you know God's not against stuff? Do you know God has, has no problem with you having a nice car or a nice house? God even allows me to have a toy or two. I just got me another Jeep. Pretty happy. Pretty happy. But you know my faith doesn't lie in that Jeep. It doesn't. Do you know my faith doesn't lie in my house? It doesn't. God wants them, I'll give them all to them. My wife and I were at one point, we were, uh, we were, we were and we think we'll do it one day, we're going go to we're gonna move to Haiti. And we're going to be missionaries in Haiti at some point. Probably after my kids grow up. Because they're not so thrilled on it. I don't know why, but, uh, but we're going to do that. And, and, but when we first started talking about it, I fought God about it, big time, because you know what? I just finished getting my garage done. And you guys might laugh, but it's been 20 years in the making. All right, every time I go to go put concrete in it, something else would come up. Oh, you need a septic system. Do we really need a septic system? We need concrete in the barn. And, and, but we finally got in everything, and I started going, and, and I really felt like God imposed this on me. He says, Jeff, do you love me? Is it about the garage, or is it about me? I hate fighting with God. He always wins. He does. Try it. He wins. And it really convicted me, and I said, no, God, it's all yours. It's all yours. And he gave me a piece about it. And after that point, I started selling everything sent a bunch of stuff to auction, to start getting rid of all of it, because, you know, I was like, God, if this is what you want me to do, if you want me to do this and move my family to Haiti, then we're going to do it. I'll sell everything I have. And my dad, that was hard for my father. My father was always us that, you know, you have something to show for your money, for your paycheck. You don't go out and blow it, and you don't go and do all these things. And I had to tell my dad this. I said, Dad, your dreams aren't my dreams. I said, you your dreams of of having all this stuff when you retire and everything aren't mine. I'm just going to trust in God and let Him take care of me. I want to be blessed. It's hard. Do you guys realize money's not good or bad? It's what my intent is for it. I can use it for good. You guys have a food pantry? That's good. Or I can use it for bad. Let's go to the boat. Right? Gambling boat. I was joking, by the way. We're not going to the boat. Not happening. So when we're looking at, it at this moment, I want you to just look at your life because you're the only one that can do this. Um, the Holy Spirit inside you will convict you. And I want you to think about, are you truly trusting God? Are you trusting God with all parts of your life? You said, maybe you are. Praise the Lord, but maybe you're not, and maybe you are struggling with some things. Maybe it's your health. Trust God for it. Maybe it's your job. Trust God. I worked for a boss at one time that we I prayed for seven years. God move him or move me. One of us, something's got to change. Move both of us. It was perfect. So, um, and remember, trusting God and depending on him, and don't look for other places and other sources. You know how many blessings I've stepped over for God's because I thought I knew what was right? Hold on, God, I got this one. Not so much. Place your trust completely in Jesus today. Just remember who the blessings flow from. And maybe we're someone here today, I don't know. This is the first time I've got to meet you and got to see you guys' this beautiful facility. This is the first time. I don't know where your relationship is with Jesus. Maybe there's someone in here that's saying, or maybe there's multiple people in here that are saying, that. listen, you know, I've been playing this, this religion thing. And by the way, I have a problem with religion. I do not like religion. I think it gets in a problem. I think it gets in my way with the relationship with Jesus. It really does. I love Jesus. And so, maybe there's someone here that hasn't trusted Christ as your Savior. I want you to know today is that day. Today is the day that you can trust Jesus as your Savior, and you can say, listen, I'm done. I had some friends that went to a soul-winning conference, and it's a conference where they teach you on how to be better on, on telling people about Jesus and lead them into a relationship with Christ. And, and there was a gentleman there. There was a deacon in his church. He'd been a deacon in the church. He was an older gentleman. He was in his—I'm not going to say—but he was an older gentleman. And, um, and and he came to that point. He says, "Listen, I just realized something. I've never trusted Christ as my Savior. You know what? He grew up in church." he knew all the things to say. He knew the lingo, but he didn't have a relationship. You know what he did? He humbled himself, and he trusted Christ as his Savior. I say, praise the Lord. And listen, today could be that day that you would trust him. You know, don't trust in the money. Don't trust in all the other stuff. Just put your hope on Christ, because again, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. And you trust is the Lord. For he will be planted like a tree by the water that extends its roots in the stream. And he will not fear when he comes. But its leaves will be green. And it will be anxious. And it will not be anxious in the year of drought. Nor cease bearing fruit. Do you want that? Trust in Jesus. And I'm not sure how you guys end things here. So, if I can, I'm just going to get everybody, if you would, just to stand up and bow your heads. No one looking around. If you haven't trust that Christ is. You say, will you just put your hand up real fast? I'd like to pray for you. Anybody? Listen. The altar's open. If you'd like to talk to me about Christ, I'm going to be right up here up front. I would love to speak to you. Uh, I'll hang around afterwards a little bit if you guys want to speak to me about. I, I'm here for you. Anything you guys need. Maybe you've been missing blessings. Maybe you need to rededicate your life and say, God, I want to be, I want to be better. I want to, I want to be better. I want to be blessed. I want to trust you more. I ask you, turn it over to Jesus. He can do it.